Welcome back to Steam Powered Scoundrels, a Malifaux podcast. Episode 52 Secret Arcanist Hours. There is nothing to do here except feel bad. <laughs> oh, 90, 90% of e girls are from Iowa. <laughs> Welcome back to Steam Power and Scoundrels. <laughs> uh, the primary export of. Wait, hold on, we're recording? <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. I should probably like, close some tabs. <laughs> Sorry, Doug. Don't, don't let us get in your way. <laughs> I feel really, really good that I got Doug with that one. <laughs> I'm sorry, I got sad for a second. <laughs> Has Doug ever been God on his own show? At least in the intro? I don't think in the intro before. I think that's a that's a first. <sighs> okay, why are we here? That's all I had. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck. We're going to be going over Gaining Grounds Session 3. Third Yay. season. We've gained three whole grounds. A trilogy of groundedness. Return of the Jedi. Although I feel like in this case, nobody's going to agree that the second was the best. I like yeah. the second. It was okay. I think it's just right now kind of bad in everyone's memories because it lasted longer than the other ones have. You know, that's fair. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I think that's a good way to look at it because like, it was a fine season. It, I still like things out of it. I really like that it's going to be involved in all now that we can use all to mix and match everything. Yeah, that's a fair point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to drop that on my players in tournaments, and they're going to spend the first, like, 15 minutes trying to remember which one this is. <laughs> nice. I mean, that's their fault. They should have everything memorized, obviously. Obviously. Yeah, clearly. Everyone's tired and a bit sad. No, I'm just a bit sad. Everyone else is just... Eli's a cat for some reason. Joke's on you. I'm always sad, bitch. <laughs> so I was correct. <laughs> and the a cat. No joke to be had. I'm a yep. sad cat. <sighs> okay. Um, so, yeah, we got to do our due diligence and pay the piper. Then the piper wants meta content every once in a while. Two meta episodes in a row. Back off the mic just a little bit. No. There you go. Perfect. Okay. There's another cat. Alternatively, I could turn my gain down and then put the microphone in my mouth. Just shove it down your throat. <laughs> hey. Visually, I find this appealing. Mm-hmm. Okay, how about now? Can I just talk real close now? Yeah, that's good. There you go. Okay, yeah, yeah. good there. Nice and sensual. We are doing sound testing in the middle of a recording. Yeah, like professionals. Everything tracks. If if this is the middle, this is going to be a very short episode. <laughs> <laughs> we're, all we're doing is reading off the list of the names of the schemes and strats. We're not actually going into what they do. You should guess from the... Uh, <laughs> Just guess from the names what we're supposed well, to no, do. To, to be clear, we're reading off the names and then we're rating each of our favorite <laughs> schemes based on the name You're and nothing right. else. Oh, actually, no. What we need to do is read off the names and then we ourselves need to come up with exactly our what own, it does. Our own explanation. Yep. Oh, no. Oh, yes. Oh, no. This is going to be oh, a five-hour recording. <laughs> Public <laughs> demonstration is going to be real interesting. <laughs> 
Okay. Oh, uh, anything besides the the strategies and schemes that we need to point out in this document? I mean, first thing uh, we have a person to thank. Yes. 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 A certain Kimberly. <laughs> thank you, Kimberly. Thank you, Kimberly. Kimberly. That Support us. The on mom Patreon. tier. <laughs> the mom tier. Kimberly came in on the mom tier. She's still on the mom tier, too. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, I put in a joke tier at $50 a month, and I call it the mom tier because only my mother would pay that money. And lo and behold, Kimberly is now my mom, I guess. Yep. Doug was adopted. <laughs> Forcefully. Wait, you're is she just me? your mom, or do all the scoundrels get a new mom? She's the mom of the podcast. Okay, cool. got it. So you're telling me that for just $50 a month, you can adopt a Doug. You can adopt a podcast. <laughs> and three redheads, but, I mean, it's me. Who cares about the rest of those? <laughs> True. <laughs> uh, mean. Okay, okay. Actual getting into the document, because a couple people need to go to bed because they're old. Yeah, less old and more work early. Me, I'm old. I want to go to yeah, bed. Also, Joke's on also, you, I'm yes. staying up all night. Woo! No, I actually um, am. I fucked up my schedule. Got anything from the setup, game variants, blah, 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 blah. Uh, there were a couple changes in the... Not in... Yeah, in, in the variants, uh, Bands is now Bands X. X or, yeah. Yeah, X, so, so you, you can, can choose can, a number of keywords if you want. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's pretty cool. Still think everyone should be playing that all the time for everything, because it's great and fixes a lot of problematic nonsense. Um... Agreed. Yep. They, in you the just, formats where they combine a couple of them, they change those a little bit. I think uh, I think they, you want to get rid of, get everything using bands, because you don't want to be surprised by Pandora again. <laughs> Not specifically, but that would, that would help, yes. <laughs> uh, they also either, it was either added or completely retooled the limited format, uh, which is really cool. I do, yeah, I do actually they, really uh, like the limited format. I think that's new overall. I dig it. What does it say? There was a limited format, and they completely retooled it. So, for the limited format, you essentially get four um, hiring slots that are for, essentially, your non-keyword stuff. So, versatile models uh, that cost nine or less take one slot. Uh, versatile models that cost ten or, ten or more cost two slots. And non-versatile models cost two slots as well. So, you can basically bring in two non-keyword models or... Like a rider and a couple versatile models. It doesn't really, I don't think it hugely changes a ton of crew building, but it really kind of holds back a lot of the, the big nonsense that I would expect to see. I don't play any masters that bring in a ton of out-of-keyword tech, but it might be nerfing some keywords that rely heavily on other stuff to survive. That's a guess. Um, couldn't tell I you think what. I think the biggest one I could think of would maybe be like I know like a Seamus player maybe trying to bring a writer and a emissary and that's all both slots because that's two versatiles above ten cost. Yeah, I could see that because this this essentially could be called the don't bring super friends list you cowards setup. But yeah, I'm, I'm sure someone could think of an example of like a, a meta crew build that this would cancel out. But I think it's a good thing. Again, encourages. In keyword play and yeah, but still, still gives enough options. They also uh, added some stuff to the classic section, where you can like designate which uh, DMH models are allowed. 
So that's like, cool. I didn't notice that. Yeah. So they have uh, an example like such as classic all or classic Lilith and Nicodem for those oh, but- people who don't want to allow Kaladi or Ramos in their fucking tournament. <laughs> wise I'm people. one of those people. Very wise people. Ugh, they're so dirty. <laughs> Just, I mean, I would, I would love for someone in the community to take the initiative to gently fix those models and make them like reasonable. And I would actually be okay with fan-made models in my non-serious tournaments, at least. I could see that. That'd be fun. Don't don't force the devs to do something for models that are that are dead. That's that's not how they can spend their time. But I'm sure some of us that are decent at game development can tweak things. Because oh God, I still I played Ramos like three years ago, and I still feel dirty about it. I played against Ramos recently, and it was um, <laughs> unpleasant. I played against Ramos recently and got him to explode himself. Hi, Cole. <laughs> Neat. Yeah, hi, Cole. Yeah, it, was, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know something we should uh, call out and probably thank Weird for is this little green box on the bottom of page 10. Uh, they're talking about this this weird, crazy format. Uh, let me see if I can pronounce this right. Bonanza Brawl? Sounds stupid. Yeah. Let's talk about some made, made by some podcast. Some no, they, they they have Bonanza Brawl. They, they've, <laughs> they liked us. They really, really like us. There's a link to actual, like, weird official cards and rules and stuff. We're going to be playing it at Gen Con with the Casino Brawl. We hope to see you all there. Uh, it's going to be just a bag of fun. Yay! Possibly two bags of fun. Uh-huh. All sack of fun. A fun sack, if you will. Yeah. Uh, no, looking at those cards uh, made me tear up just a little bit that they took the time and effort to actually make like an quote-unquote official version. Uh, which you can go out and get a War Game Vault, so go, go, get, go get the thing of War Game Vault and play the game a lot of fun. Hold on, I can do yeah. my I, I can do my announcer voice for this this green box. So, <clears throat> want to try something even crazier? Try out the community made Bonanza Brawl format created by the Steam Powered Scoundrels podcast. Information on this format can be found here: weird gamesnet slash Bonanza Brawl. Yay! Yeah, yeah. That's canonically how Waldo sounds in my head now. It's going to make all the cow puns on Waldo's Weekly even better. <laughs> oh, no. No, thank you. I'm I'm done with those. I told you. Yes, I have. Never mind. I was going to go into my spiel about what I think an imp is in the Malifaux lore, but I realize I've mentioned capons on here before. <laughs> <laughs> ah, the third capon. <laughs> Waldo. <laughs> Uh, another thing, it's not a change, but it's still there, is the summoned models being ignored for friendly schemes and strats and not taking interact on the turn they enter play and uh, da, 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 cannot, still can't interact to affect the strategy markers in any way is still there. That is going to still be important as we get into the strategies on where that is and is not terribly relevant. Yes. Speaking of strategies, I okay. think unless we have anything else to talk about, we can jump into them. We can finally jump into the strategies, yes. Oh man, all this meta talk is just so awkward for us. Yeah, it really is. We have no clue what we're doing. Making uh, Nate, I'm I'm declaring you to be crows, therefore go talk about cursed objects to start oh, us off. 
God, okay. Um, you're going to give me one of the funky, the really funky ones then, huh? Yep. Okay, so, Cursed Objects. You want to just read this thing off, or are we just going to Just summarize? People can read, I hope. Yeah, if, if you, you can can't all... read, uh, get someone, get a friend to read to you, and oh, then you can I play can... Malifaux with them. I, I have a best. I can just do my, my, my copy voice for all of these and just read them off. We can slap the audio in there. Really, really if, if you so desire, we can we can do that. I feel like helping since I didn't do the last episode. I feel like I haven't been um, contributing to the show you, nearly as much as I should. You are allowed to take breaks, sir. No, Life I'm is hard. Not. We live in a capitalist hellscape, and you are a parent. Facts. Okay, fair. That's that's. But yeah, cursed objects. So you're gonna have essentially five cursed objects when you deploy. You get five cursed tokens to put on your models. Uh, minions have one, and non-minions can have up to two. Um, you can interact with them to put them on an enemy model within an inch, ignoring engagement. Um, and then if you kill an enemy model, um, or if a model is killed with a more, one or more curse tokens, you discard one, and then all the remaining tokens are scattered to the rest of your crew, and you score by, um... Yeah, basically you score uh, every turn if you have a if a um, enemy curse token gets discarded, so you can kind of pass off these objects and hopefully not get your guys killed and hopefully kill the other guys. So mostly killing yep. on this one. Yep. Uh, of note, the opposing player puts the curse tokens on your models. Mm. Yes, that is that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So so killing strat pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Seems like it yeah. for the most part. Yep. I don't know, I, I kind of like that this is close to recover evidence. Like, there's still an interact option there. Like, you, you kind of have the two options of try and kill them before they get rid of their object, or you can be the person be like, nah, I'm just going to get rid of mine, throw them on you, and then try and kill you before you get it back on me. Like, th- yeah. there's some depth to this here, but to me, at least on the surface, this is this is kill. Yeah, it's it's a it's nicely nuanced for a kill strat, but in it, in the end, it is just that. Well, it's kill, but it's kill, but not too much. It's measured killing. Exactly. You gotta- and the thing I think is possibly worth noting is that the decision point of whether I activate this model and I throw the cursed objects off of it, or I spend its AP to kill is going to come up a lot for people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's a bit of counter-strategy there, where you put the cursed objects on important models that you want to waste AP throwing them off. Yeah, yeah I could see that. And this came up, thank you, Brian, of Schemes and Stones, this is an interesting idea, but uh, we're not entirely sure if this can happen or not, but According to his interpretation of the rules, and I'm, I'm on the fence about it, models in a jackdaw crew can possibly stack all of the tokens that are on them onto one guilty because they treat it as an enemy model for actions. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's kind of a weird one. I could, I could go either way on that one. I did look into that because, like, you treat them as enemies for actions, but are they treated that way for the strategy? It's questionable at best. Yeah. Uh, side note that I missed, uh, whenever a model is summoned, the opposing player can, um, uh, may place a curse token on it. Now, this would not apply to an insignificant model that's summoned, but any, any summons are gonna add extra weight of points that can be scored against you. Yeah. That, that goes back into the, the guilty strategy, because, yeah, you can run him to the corner, but if he dies, one, he explodes like Sonic the Hedgehog, shooting tokens everywhere, and then that 
upgrade gets on your model, and then when your model dies, you get another guilty that you can kill to get points off. Yep. So could 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 bite you in the ass if you if you have a good way to hunt a or if the opponent opponent has a good way to hunt down a guilty in your backfield if that works. Now yeah. see here it says. Uh, Friendly Tormented models may treat this model as an enemy model for purposes of actions, abilities, and triggers. I don't yes. think the strategy counts as an action. But interact but the, but the interact is. Action. Okay, fair enough. That's that's where I that's where I get waffly on it, because I could I could I could see the argument either way on that one. Mm-hmm. That being My- said, uh if that applies, then uh operatives and Klaus don't have to worry about getting those put on them because Infiltrator says uh they're not enemies, so Yes. Oh, that's um, interesting. Neat. Yeah, I think. Yeah, it's it's the same wording: actions, abilities, or triggers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Well, no, they wouldn't be able to skip. You wouldn't be able to deny it at the start of the turn. At the start, no. Yeah, I mean at the start if, of the game. Yeah, and if something died, they could get them that way, because then the player would be able to choose to put any extra ones onto them. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, there are ways, but yeah, I, I, again, I could go either way on that one. But who does this benefit the most, and who does this screw over the most? I think like summoners probably lose out, especially people, especially summoners and models that aren't very tough. Yeah, this is this yeah. is not a summoner strat. This is this is a tough fighty crew strat. I mean, summoners have often been like a little bit on the back foot as far as like let's go kill things strats for for that reason because you're just giving fodder to your enemy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unless of course you're summoning insignificant models. So Hamlin, if you're focusing on just rat explosions, I guess you're fine. Fair. Colette, if you were to, for some reason, bring her into a super killy strat, can summon doves all day. Like, okay. I don't know that that actually helps here, but the other thing I want to point out is at the very end, with scoring, it does say, or if there are no enemy models in play, you score. Yeah. So, yeah. It, this this can just be run in and, and murder all the things. Boom. Yeah, if your if your opponent like successfully throws all of their tokens on you, well, I guess it's your job now to kill fucking everything. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you can throw them back or murder. Cuisinart. Ah, uh, let's see. Doug, you want tomes or ram? Uh, I'm a tomes man. Go tomes, go. Hey, guard the stash. It's a different guard the stash. So I don't care, it's finally back! I'm so happy! Yay! Guard the stash! Nice now, to homage to now with a guard. completely different marker set up that is not in Matt's by Mars, as far as I can tell, so... Uh, take actual measuring to set this one up. But That's we have s- <laughs> We have six strategy markers in this one. Four table corners and two on the center line that are both four inches away from the center point. Huh. Um, yeah, this is... Just setting stuff next to these markers to sort of, sort of claim it as yours, and then you need to be controlling more on your opponent's half of the board than you have scored points. So, turn two, you just need to be controlling one of these markers that's not in your deployment zone. Turn two, you need to be controlling two of them, then get up to four. So this is one of those ones where you're, both you and your opponent can't score four points. Yep. Mm-hmm. Definitely yes. not. I really like how this changes depending on deployment. Oh yeah, it completely yes. changes. <laughs> yeah, it really, really does. Which is very cool. Yeah, because on standard and wedge, it kind of looks like an hourglass. And on the diagonal 
center line deployments. It's four. Yeah, it's four on the line, and then one like in your deployment table quarter. There's there's going to be so much more killing on corner and flank deployment for this. Mm -hmm. Big 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 center fight. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. which is cool. Uh, it's really cool that deployment really affects the the style of play of this one. Uh, I'm excited to see how that shakes out and where like you'll have completely different crews be good at deployment versions of this strat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and also the fact that it's you want to control you control by having more significant models than your opponent around a given point, especially with like they have the line of sight and range there, so that. I think opens up a few different options of play that's not just killing or be tough. Uh, you're going to have, much like the original Guard the Stash, I think you get a lot of movement tricks, especially offensive movement there, that can help out. Yeah, no, I, I'm really looking forward to this one. Uh, yeah, I think because you have some, a lot more markers that any sort of movement tricks you bring to the table is going to be beneficial, especially late game. Being able to just pull one model off can be can deny your opponent a point. There's no technically killing involved. Needed, yeah, no, needed. no killing needed. Yeah, uh, I think this is a decent strategy for like a uh, mob crews, like finally yeah. bringing in lots of models. And while mm-hmm. while summon summoners can't score on this, I think summoners will do pretty okay in this, just because you can add recursion and kind of start body blocking and look. Basically- I finally. I finally have a strategy I can bring six steam arachnids to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, or, no. dare I say it, Raspy 2 could summon a an Acolyte, because they have pull and drag on their harpoon gun, just to pull someone <laughs> out of scoring range. Like, it's there funny. is a reason for them. I like I how you didn't imply that she would hire one. <laughs> oh no, hell no. Not imagine, for seven stones. Imagine paying for a December Acolyte. Imagine being in a December acolyte on the sidelines watching this fight go off. Every, every single time she's like choosing her crew, she passes them over, and then she fucking summons one out of ice in the middle of the battlefield. Uh, if I ever, if I ever played Rasputin at this point, I think I would just paint the acolytes as the, as if they were made of ice. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Poor feelings. Yeah, on the uh, the other hand of summoning being actually helpful in this strat, you got Dreamer and uh, Pandora both able to summon models that have scatter. Oh, oof, yeah. Oof. Uh, spicy. They're not getting the points themselves, they're just denying. You're bringing back that bad memory, thank you. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. God, scatter. Uh, any more thoughts on guard the stash? Uh, you should guard it. In general, I'm I'm glad to see something like this where I think a lot of uh, bubble crews will get picked for it, especially yeah. in in a standard or wedge where you have those two in the middle, just like hold the line, push through it for the the final two. Do you think it's worth keeping a goalie at least on standard wedge where you have two markers in the back, or do you think it's put everything you have into scoring and keeping your opponent from crossing the center line? I think that depends on what crew you're facing. If if they're just on foot, yeah, just hold the middle, don't let them pass you. If they're bringing leapers, goalie might not be a bad idea. Wingies. Yeah. And if you've got something with a decent gun, it's probably not a bad idea to leave someone back. Mm-hmm. I don't like saboteur. Oh, wait. Mmm. <laughs> mmm. Mm. Painful. Mm. Everyone's getting hurt today. <laughs> yep. 
All right, okay. I'm going to leave uh, leave the the good suit to Eli, and I'll go ahead and jump on Rams for carve a path. This is going to look like on the surface supply wagons. Supply Ex- wagons, yeah. yeah. And I'm I'm going to lead off with this before getting into the differences with the same thing that I always told people when actual supply wagons existed. If you play this as just I'm gonna push my thing across the line and get points from it, yeah, it's gonna be a boring game. Don't do that because that's letting your opponent do that too. Counterplay. This is the counterplay strategy. Do that, and this will get incredibly fun. Um, of import here, instead of supply wagons, or for anybody who hasn't played supply wagons last edition, you're essentially you have two 30 mil markers as opposed to the 50 mil marker from Supply Wagon. They are only concealing, as opposed to blocking and whatever else the actual wagons were, because they were wagons, and you are interacting within an inch of them to push them up to four inches in any direction, or six if it's a friendly marker. They're also starting at least... The, where they start is not based on deployment. It is based on the distance from each other and the center line. They always have to be 10 inches away from both of those things. So for two interact actions, you get them across the center line. That's not too bad. If you can do that and get a leaper up to interact theirs back across the center line, they'll be able to push it back, but that might be enough to counter them. I really like that this is, because they're concealing, they can go through or even under models. But you can't trap them there, because the interact to move them does not require line of sight. You just have to be within an inch of them. And it can be done while engaged. It can be done while engaged. Um, And because it's within, which is a range, and it's not talking about base contact, Raspy and Silent Ones, along with Zoraida and Sandeep, and I think there's one other I always forget, can do this through their Ice Pillars, Swamp Fiends, elementals etc all right so who who replaced roman with rob (laughs) (laughs) i've been playing with him too long we actually had to separate our brains in half and and swap half of them for the team tournament Mm. that's how that worked oh man think of the fun things you can do with the uh the bandersnatch you can just like drop that inside the enemy model that's trying to push the pillar and it's like no i'm (laughs) push it back (laughs) (laughs) that'll be fun oh that is mean that is mean. I love it. <laughs> Better get away from your wagon, buddy. Yeah, spider yep. in your shadow. Other cool thing about this, they're like little buzz saws. The only thing that stops them is actually is is impassable terrain, as long as it's non-marker. Because if it's a marker, impassable terrain, it hits, removes it, and keeps going. In fact, it does that to any non-strategy marker. So, do and- you want to remove pylons or pit traps? Congratulations, you don't have to tech for it, you just have to kick your concealing carve path ball through them. I'm excited for this. This is pretty fun. It does sound it's fun. An, it's an interesting addition to this, the whole yeah. breaking strategy markers bit. Oh, I didn't actually cover scoring. Friendly strat markers completely on the opposing table half are worth a point, and they're worth two if they're in the opposing player's deployment zone. And then you score for more more than you've scored the last time. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. More than the last time. So one, two, three, four. Da, 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 da. But yeah, this this will be interesting, I think. How badly does this screw over marker based crews? That depends uh, on how big your markers are. Yep. 
And like, how close I you want to clump them. Mm-hmm. I don't think, like, Raspy, for example, is going to have too big of an issue with it, because she's got 30 mil markers, she can spread them out, and, like, if you're spending enough actions on this thing to destroy markers, you're probably not scoring with it, you know? Right. But someone like, say, uh, I know Anya likes to have overlapping, not, yeah, Anya likes to have overlapping little bitty terrain bits, um, 50 mil markers for Titania or Ma, like, those are probably going to be harder to have a harder time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or a, a crew that doesn't necessarily put out as many, like Pyre markers for Karis. Yeah. Or Sonya, I guess. She still doesn't put out that many. Like, they're kind of necessary, but you don't have many ways to put them out. Those will be the crews that, that suffer from this, I think. Because I think Titania, you put out enough of them that, yeah, you'll lose some, but, and I guess th- this will depend on which version of her you're playing, but you'll get more. I just want to pause real quick, and whoever's editing this, I need a clip of every time Roman says, you put out or she puts out. (laughs) Not it. A crew that doesn't necessarily put out, I guess she still doesn't put out, but you don't have many ways to put them out. Titania, you put out enough. I don't feel too bad about this, because I feel like a a good amount of marker-based crews are relatively above the curve, so... They can have they can have a strategy they're not good at. That's mm-hmm. fine. Flight's fair. I am waiting for someone to accidentally have their uh, shadow markers in enough of a line that like four <laughs> of them can get picked up by a wagon, Ugh. and suddenly I- English Ivan just gets bodied because he's got nothing to pick up. That's going to happen yeah. once at least. Yep. Yep. Got to spread out your shadow nest a bit. Or if you've got like uh, Raspy or Mei Fang with their markers near them, and you just like knock them all out. I'm going to use these protection. I'm going to run those over. Yeah, and I think that a lot of that comes into just being cognizant of going into the strat. Like, ah, the enemy has a way to remove my markers. I need yeah. to be aware of that and be more careful with my placement instead of just putting them all around all willy-nilly. Mm-hmm. Anyone who plays against the lucky emissary regularly probably has some understanding of what, <laughs> you know, a 12-inch straight line looks like. Yep. <laughs> This is also one of those strategies where deployment can really screw you. Mm, yeah, terrain. If you don't have really good shit. avenues to get the marker across the board, then it's just yeah. going to be a lot harder for you to score. Mm-hmm. TOs be cognizant of that and make sure it's not not like a big, heavy, impassable terrain is loaded to one side. Yep. Again, I I do think that's a good reason for these to not be placed specifically in your deployment zone. I think that helps with that, but I, I agree. That's definitely something to watch out for. Summons can't interact with these, but they can definitely be summoned to be annoying as hell for your opponent in the middle of their folks to try and bother them. Though engaging people won't stop them. And I, I'm i a little grumpy about that. Like I, On the one hand, I like that it's letting people play this without going, oh no, I'm engaged, I can't do anything until I kill stuff, or move it away, but like, suddenly, why does Don't Mind Me exist? Well, it's still stopping them if they have to move first before they can shove it. Yeah, if you can hold right. someone in place, at least. Yeah, if you force and them I, to take the disengage, then you're you're still doing it, it's just the time where they activate and it's already near them. The funny thing is, if you disengage, you now cannot interact with the, with the wagon. Mm-hmm. Whereas you could perfectly fine do that while in combat. It's the coward tax. 
Exactly. <laughs> no cowardice here. Okay. All right, I, I, I dig that that viewpoint. Whereas, whereas <laughs> a don't mind me can disengage and interact. So I think it still has a purpose, if not as okay. big as it usually does. Because, I mean, don't mind me can be pretty big in a lot of cases. Yeah, and the and the schemes will still be in the scheme pool. Exactly. Exactly. Is that right. what we got Is for a- uh, Carve Path? Also, I just, I, I just want to say that, like, you mentioned that there's there are little buzz saws. I think it's an... It's funny how completely different my way of visualizing this was. Because I'm imagining the, the scene from Spongebob where he gets on the rock. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's not a boulder. boulder. It's, it's a rock. rock. And just like smashes through everything. Uh, just flattens everything. But like, and you're yep, just like, no, I see no, 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 it's machines. It's got buzzsaws and shits, you fucking Just a very player. eager It's Roomba. a rock with buzzsaws. <laughs> yeah. And four legs for some reason. Ramos made a buzz uh, or made a rock. It's got four legs. It must be a spider. <laughs> exactly. That's All right, Eli, tell, tell us about the last one. This one's yep. called uh, Covert Operation. I can't tell you anything about it because it's a secret. Yep. It's confidential. Entirely yep. redacted. All right, no. Uh, covert Operation, you get uh, four strategy markers along the center line. They're height five, blocking and impassable. After deployment, Every model gains a claim token. Each player chooses... During the start phase, you're choosing uh, three models and up to three models in your crew. The end, each player reveals which one is chosen. So, like, this this is interesting already because, like, you're choosing stuff at the start phase instead of, like, all the choices being made at the beginning of the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Making so that's, choices that's every already turn. already a shift there. Um, and then at the end of each turn, each player reveals their chosen models uh, and may remove a claim token from them if they're not engaged by an enemy model, to place it on a strategy marker within two inches, you get a point for doing that. Uh. So that's not only are you like choosing models like each turn, but like once once that model has done its thing, you can't use that model again. Yeah. So it's forcing you to change. So if you've got like you can't just like plant uh, something with like planted roots or whatever that's immovable and just sit it next to a thing and be like, I'm getting this point every turn. Like, you got to actually move other models around. And there's also just, like, a ton of room for bluffing in this strat. Yep. Gotta love bluffing. <laughs> What's on your mind, Doug? Uh, Brewmaster. Oh, yeah. Brewmaster's gonna do... <laughs> Brewmaster 2's gonna do fucking gangbusters An entire in this crew of two-inch engagement range. Uh-huh. That yep. gets to push at the end of the turn and push your models... That are poison? <laughs> yeah. Not just, Bre- not just this strat. But, I mean, especially this strat. Brewmaster 2 is going to do fucking gangbusters. I mean, yep. same thing for uh, Guard the Stash, really. Yep. Yeah, absolutely fair. Uh, that's We might we might see a changed Moonshiner by the end of this GG, because uh, he's going to do real well. Yeah. Um, I also This one also pretty drastically changes based on the deployment zones, because if you get the corner deployments, it's... The the side markers are much further away than if it's on one of the on the straight line sent uh, yeah. wedge or standard. Mm-hmm. You get a big change in how far those further um, strategy markers are. Yeah, and I I think that leads in nicely to this when combined with whatever scheme pool you're playing this on is going to make for some interesting not only crew hiring choices but also timing of when you want to grab which pillar yeah or strat marker because i could see in in like corner or something if you bring a rider turn one 
like you can probably well by turn two definitely get to one of these corner things and probably not have to deal with too many other models especially if you go late in the turn and then you're on turn three and you have all your fate tokens ready to just ride wherever you need to go and you've done your bit for the strat so now you don't need to hold back anymore yeah it'll be interesting to see like what models people spend first essentially and where they try to score it'll be it'll be very interesting Mm-hmm. i like it <laughs> yeah, yeah i do too no it, it's uh, it, it's it's another one that has some decent benefit to bringing a large crew or a larger yeah. crew Yes. Because mm-hmm. by turn three, turn four, you have shown your hand, your opponent knows exactly what models you can score with mm-hmm. at that point. It's going to be easier to deny you. Yeah. I think, I think we'll start hopefully seeing, like, not necessarily larger crews, but more diverse crews with more, you know, a little, little higher model count, maybe. Yeah, less, some of these less strats. specifically elite. Not that elite won't have its place, I'm sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but o- overall, I... I like all four of these. The killing one I like less, but that's pretty on brand for me. And even that, like, it's a more interesting than just high, go kill and get points. So I rate it higher than most other killing things. And the, the other three, I think there's a lot. There's a lot of depth there. I dig it. All right, schemes. Schemes. Yep. We have a few that points. are returning. Jeez. Yeah, we we have a few that are returning. We got breakthrough, vendetta, assassinate. So as far as I can tell, breakthrough, vendetta, assassinate. Leave Your Mark and Hidden Martyrs are the same. Eh, Hidden Martyrs got a slight change. Catch and release? Again? Uh, yes. Hidden Martyrs, uh, you, you can't have had the model replaced with a model of higher cost. Oh, okay. That, that was, that's also in Catch and Release. That yeah. Specific. And oh, uh, that's what it was. Yeah, it was Catch and Release that changed. Hidden Martyrs was like that from last time. Okay. I was misremembering that then. Oh no, it wasn't. Yeah, they because it was only Vendetta that had that clause last time. So they, yeah, they added it to Martyrs and Catch and Release, and spread them out is the other one that's been that's still here. Yep, and then Sabotage returned, but I think got a little tweak from last time we saw it. It's been a while since I looked at the old Go one. Go for the new voice. Yeah, uh, specifically, you pick a terrain piece on the opposing player's table half, not within four inches of the center line. To reveal, you need two or more friendly scheme markers within two inches of the terrain piece on the enemy table half and not within three inches and line of sight of an enemy model. Remove two such markers, you get a point. And at the end, you need uh, no enemy scheme markers within two of the terrain piece and one or more friendly scheme markers within two on the enemy table half, and you get that. Still pretty difficult, but I think there's... One thing I noticed with this packet overall, I think we have more scheme marker-based schemes this time around, and I think that by itself is going to make this easier to slip in. I mean, I thought GG2 was relatively scheme marker-heavy, and this is going even further, but I, I like mm-hmm. that. I appreciate that. Yeah. Breakthrough, Vendetta, Assassinate, Leave Your Marks, Sabotage, Hidden Martyrs, Catch and Release. All of them, stuff we've seen before. Yeah, and with, or. again, for Hidden Martyrs and Catch and Release, slight tweak of you can replace, but it can't be with anything of higher cost. Then next page, last page, number eight, spread them out. Again, another one returning, a classic. Mm-hmm. I like this one. Doesn't need any changing. Number nine is hilarious. I fucking love Load them up! Number nine is load them up. <laughs> load them up! 
At the beginning of the game, secretly choose a type of marker. At the end of the turn, if there are six or more of those chosen marker on the opposing player's table half that are not within one inch of each other, gain one VP. At the end of the game, if there are three or more of the chosen marker within three inches of either leader, gain one VP. Six markers. I I had a lot of fun with this in my one game. Nice. Uh, using uh, Lucius and just dropping just a ton of ski markers <laughs> on their side. Okay, so when are we going to see stories of someone being an absolute badass and designating a marker that only their opponent can drop? <laughs> oh, just to flex on them? It's going to happen. It's like, oh, no, look at all those shadow markers. What am I going to do? Well, Ivan, you're so well protected. <laughs> <laughs> oh, whoa. Oh, whoa. <laughs> the absolute flex of bringing an Obey Master to just be like, yes, silent ones, just... Just drop a few uh, ice pillars on your side, yeah, thanks. Put, a, put a few more ice pillars for me. <laughs> you wouldn't. Oh, that's funny. Mm-hmm. I really like the end point for this one, uh, because it's three or more of the marker within three inches of either leader. Yes, I really like that. Because there will definitely be some who prefer their markers around the opponent leader, Yeah, and there will be some who... Like, I just got across. I'm going to hang out in my nest of shadow markers. Yeah. Or ice pillars, or what have you. And on the other hand, like, I chose my own leader because I was playing Lucius 2 at the time, and I just was able to, you know, jump into the middle of three markers that were there. Mm hmm. That's fun. Yep. Nate, this one was always your favorite. Talk about 10. Ah, yes. The good old, another return from second edition public demonstration. Uh, so at the beginning of the game, you get to choose three of your model, three or more of your models, cost seven or less, combining to a cost of no more than 18. Um, you reveal it by having any two of the chosen models within three inches in line of sight of an enemy master or henchman of higher cost, and neither of the chosen models has been replaced. They added a replace clause. Mm -hmm. um, and then the end point, if any one of the chosen models is within one inch in line of sight of an enemy master or henchman of higher cost, and has, okay, it's the same thing on both of them. So you gotta load up a bunch of bunch of low cost seven or less models and rush them at the enemy leader or henchman who costs more. I I love that. This is mm -hmm. this gives me joy. I I always loved public demonstrations and I'm excited to give it give this new version a try. Nothing nothing quite gave me joy like rushing like three rooster riders at a model and saying hi. <laughs> we're here to demonstrate. Sadly. I don't know, cost seven. You could do two of them and something else. I mean, you could choose all eight of your Bayou Gremlins. Uh, they're insignificant. You could not. Ah, sad. Uh, we get this and guard the stash, and I will legitimately bring six steam arachnids. You could. You could choose four piglets and a squealer. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay, no, this, plus guard the stash, plus load them up, and you designate scrap markers for when the spiders die. Eight points. Nice. <laughs> Absolute mad lad. I love it. Oh, no. Oh, that's awesome. No one take my strats. Yep, I'm just, uh, I'm, I love it. I love public demonstration. I'm excited to see it back. Yep. It's, it always, I'm... it always provides a very interesting visual. <laughs> Mm -hmm. well, and again, it's going to be one where it's going to affect crew composition, because if you didn't 
take this and you didn't bring the the models that add up to what this would require, it's very obvious. I really like that it's three or more. That's a that's an interesting change. Yeah. yeah. Is this going to get people to bring more than one four souls demo? Possibly. I do I do like I do like the idea of I mean because you don't have to add up entire like you don't have to get all the way to um what is it eighteen stones mm-hmm so like you could you could just bring like two or three models that don't quite add up to eighteen and they'll be like oh he didn't take look he didn't take public demonstration he doesn't have a full eighteen of less than seven stone models i this one and number twelve which we'll get to put so much value on lures and bring it mm-hmm. oh yeah. Where you yeah. can just safely protect those models and then just drag whomever kicking Thir- and screaming. Thirteen's also going to value lures as well. Yep. Like I only see lots- that working in a in a lure heavy crew. Lots of offensive movement will help in this. Yep. Okay. Set the trap. I guess. Okay. Uh, I, <laughs> I was waiting for some kind of feedback. <laughs> Uh, reveal. At the end of the turn, may choose any number of friendly scheme markers in play. If there are at least three enemy models within two inches of any chosen scheme markers, you may remove all chosen scheme markers to gain one victory point. At the end of the game, if at least one enemy master or henchman is within two inches of a friendly scheme marker and has half its maximum health or less, you may remove one such scheme marker to gain one victory point. If there are no enemy masters or henchmen in play, gain one victory point. Boo. I want. I want to be able to. I want to kill my own stuff to deny you points. <laughs> yeah, that's a little aggressive, but I could. I could see a lot of people taking this specifically with the goal of I'm going to kill your master and henchman and score point two. Mm-hmm. And yeah. God's be damned if I get the reveal point. <laughs> yeah. But I, I actually really like the re- reveal point. It reminds me of. It, it's kind of the inverse of one of my favorite. Uh, I think it's. GG2016 scheme setup yeah. of get three scheme markers around your peop- your person get three points. Yeah, it's 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 like weird detonate charges. Yeah, it's like detonate. The real real point is like detonate charges with more options. Mm-hmm. Which is cool. Yeah, I dig it. I like it. Number twelve. Because. Sorry, you can continue. I just. <laughs> I, I was gonna say this combined with. Really, any other scheme marker schemes makes your opponent concerned. Yep. Because suddenly it's like, I can get to that thing that I'm pretty sure they got spread them out, but I can't pick it up this turn. Do I really want to get there? Yeah, there's definitely like positioning around scheme markers matters. Or crews that just pump them out as a part of the resource for how they operate. Oh yeah, Anya, Anya will love stuff like this. Anya one at least, where she's just—I mean, two probably two. I don't. It's been a minute since I looked at her, but yeah, like Anya, just like pff, ski markers. Here we go. This is also part of my game plan. Anya two and Ironsides two, just chasing around a master or a henchman with three drudges. Get back here! I want to score my points. <laughs> Get him! <laughs> Love it. Ugh, okay, fun. you're just gonna have to cut out that number twelve and and, and base it here. Number twelve in your face. In your face! In your face. In your face. Hey, Eli, tell At us about in your turn, face. the turn, if an enemy non-leader model of cost 8 or more was killed... I guess I'm not telling us about in your face. <laughs> I did not hear the word Eli being said. I heard it. 
Let's okay. go on. You were, we're doing so good. Go. <laughs> At the end of the turn, if an enemy non-leader model of cost eight or more was killed while within three inches of any leader this turn, gain a VP. At the end of the game, if the highest cost or tied for non-master model you hire this game is in the opposing player's deployment zone, gain one VP. So yeah, this is great for any beater master. Yep. Yeah. You're you're just gonna go, I'm gonna hunt down something that's cost eight or more. Or preferably the uh highest uh cost non master your opponent brought. So if they took this, you're cutting off point two for them. And I'm just gonna go murder it. Yep. Or if you have a master that people want to try and take out, a really good support master or, or something, and you have a really like effective support team around them, you just let their beater come in and go, and you're done. Yeah. Now you're really setting the trap. Yep. Or just like one of those masters that's like not very good at combat, but you just let your crew soften it up and they go in and go, pink. Yep. So this is one of those ones where it's very difficult to score both unless you... Yeah, I, th- I think yep. any any pool this goes into, like, the max, like, the winning player scores is probably seven. Yeah. Like, it, it's all, it's kind of self-denying in a way. Or more like one, if someone scores it, they can probably get both points. Whereas yeah, a they'll, little more de- they'll deny more. the other player, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is meh, alright. I, I can see a few crews being able to do it that have yeah. both the mobility on their expensive stuff and the ability to keep that thing alive. Yeah. Yeah. Um riders are a decent way of doing it. Yeah. Or or having multiple models that are tied for highest to uh hedge your bets for point two. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Oh god. Oh no, Levy two. So so Lauren Good God. Uh, yeah, have fun killing all four of my highest cost models. They're the same. On the other hand if you want to be a cheeky bastard, you can deny them from taking this for point one if you don't have any non-master models above seven stones. Yes. Huh. <laughs> oh yes. I love that right, as much on. as, as... Who, who's the who's the cheapest henchman? There are there are some that are seven. Yeah, I know, I'm just curious. Yeah, I Firestarter could, is up there. I could probably do this with okay characters. <laughs> so stupid. Um, no, this is up there with, like, locking, um, the undercover reporter in Barry because he didn't bring any minions. Rude. Yep. I love it. I'm so excited for this. I'm so excited for the challenge of getting, of being able to score both points. Doug's just sitting here making a list of all the times he's going to bring all of his steam arachnids. Oh, (laughs) you can't score this against the Crossroads 7. Oh. (laughs) They're finally oh. meta! <laughs> Crossroads <laughs> 7 meta! Let's go! <laughs> For one oh, scheme, man. yes. Ignoring uh, the literally everything else in the pool. Dumbest statement I've ever made. <laughs> no, it is not. Not here. <laughs> ooh, ooh, jockeys, jockeys, we have Bo Peep at 7. Are we going to laugh at in your face more or go gut a no, I, think, I, I think I've said my piece. <laughs> my f- Favorite. We should bring Victoria up here to talk about this secret meetup. Secret meetup. You can't tell me this is this is not like a shipping. Ah, scheme. yeah. This is yeah. this is the this yeah. is the shipping scheme. This is taking two models, yeah. 
enemies to lovers, making them kiss <laughs> under the soccer tree in the back of the schoolyard. <laughs> yep. Oh, I really appreciate the detail you put into that sentence. Uh, in in the bones, in my bones, in the heart, in my heart bones. <laughs> I feel like someone at Weird HQ made the joke of having a shipping scheme and then just finagling this into secret meetup. Spectacular. 100%. No notes. What if you made the enemy master kiss one of your models near a, near a piece of terrain? Enemy non-master. Non-master, okay. Still. I love that. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh and hilarious. the scheme markers are them carving their initials into the tree. Oh mm-hmm. my god, no! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's something. It's, it's mementos left at the site. Uh, it's something to remind you of their love. Depending on how you're getting the oppo- depending on how you're getting the opposing model over there, it might be duct tape. You don't. You <laughs> As don't I know. alluded to, lures lures are going to be key to this. I'm just saying. Sometimes, yep. sometimes these. Sometimes these secret meetups are slightly one-sided and involve uh, kidnapping. Is, is I all mean, I'm if saying. you get consent first, maybe they're into that. That that is a thing. <laughs> oh boy. Ah oh, man, I I am. I'm going to be one of those people that takes this, designates two models, and they are like opposite sides of the board, couldn't be further apart, and manage to drag the opposing model using like three or four activations of my crew just <laughs> throw them across the oh, board. I'm just imagining Zip hand delivering someone to a secret meetup. Get over here! You've got a date to be on! <laughs> you gotta kiss Earl. <laughs> Matcha. Oh, Come on, give him a kiss! <laughs> He's a big boy. He gives good cuddles. <laughs> got good hugging arms <laughs> that's a statement so I, we're, we're excited about gaining grounds yeah, yeah try. Also, you just said something that made me remember another change that is listed elsewhere in here so this scheme specifies you, mm. s- you still mm. select schemes at whatever step that is where you select schemes this specifies and we've seen a few of these in the past that do this you select the models at the start of the game. So you've already seen where they deploy. So there's no more of this, well, I picked that person for Vendetta, but they're way over there. Oops. The trick is, and and they, I forget exactly where it is, but there is a spot in here where they clarify, we know the book says it, do it this way. This is the clarification of actually do it this way of select scheme, pick models for it at the start of the game. For everybody using the app, that means that you should totally select your scheme but not input the actual information about who you're picking until you're ready to hit start of game. Yeah. Just remember that that's on, and don't be a dick about it. That's on page 8 in the secretly chosen info section. Wonderful. I believe that also clarifies that you have to write it down. What's interesting is there's actually seven schemes that have at the beginning of the game. So over half of them. Wonderful. Have, that's probably that the that's probably the why vendetta and all those were changed too. Any of the yeah. ones where you choose, nice. they change it to the beginning of the game, which is good. I think that's a good change. Yeah, that, that way you don't completely get boned by like ah oh, random random deployment change. Whoops. Yep. Yeah, no, I I would definitely say I'm excited for getting grounds three. Me too. So if there's nothing else, uh, 
How about that nightmare box? Yeah. Oh, I think yeah. that's the other thing we're excited for is Gen Con. Yeah. Gen Con means nightmare box. And just look Ooh. at this thing. The Fallen Kingdom. I have no idea what it could be referencing. Guild finally gets their comeuppance the second time. Um, but this time they have to share again with Arcanists. <laughs> As Charles Hoffman is getting a... Uh, Hoffman's going to be Arcanist solo come really come Malifo fourth ed <laughs> calling it now listen that's my joke this is this is exactly <laughs> this is what i meant uh this is this this is cool if you have not seen this this these models go go look at the the follows weekly announcement for 720 oh these are awesome yep one could almost call it the dark souls of nightmare boxes <laughs> To resurrect that joke. No, it's it's Arcanist Guild, not Resurrectionist. Thankfully. Oh, yeah. Hoffman's uh, leaving Guild and he's gonna die and be a Resurrectionist. Okay. Oh no, not the It's puppy. the only way he can reconnect with Ryle. Oh. oh. No, see, I oh. think I think he's going to leave Guild and go to uh, Ten Thunders. And you're like, but wait, mm. there's already a, a an Arcanist Ten Thunders. Well, actually, Mayfang is leaving Ten Thunders for Yeah, Bayou. Mayfang is leaving Ten Thunders for Bayou. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this 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 box is very very Dark Souls, very very much so. Mm-hmm. How Dark Souls is it? I just want to say I think every year uh, there's going to be a new tradition in Weird. We've seen it twice in a row. Hopefully they make a pattern of this. Uh, got Stilskin in here, who is definitely a model that should have been in the Bayou. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's very cute. Last year, last year we had Red Caps that should have been Gremlins. So I think every year we're just going to get a new model that should be in the bayou. Should we got be the gremlin. gremlin botanist. Yes, okay, that was it. Everything has to be bayou just because it's small. Yes, yes and it does. Cute. No, it doesn't. Oh my goodness. We've had this conversation about the Neverborn. Not all Neverborn have to be in the freaking Neverborn faction. Not all undead have to be in the Resurrectionist faction. Not all cute little griblies need to be in the freaking Pig faction. <laughs> I forgot the word bayou. I apologize. <laughs> it's been so long since you heard the word bayou. Bayou. Is it? Okay. 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 Let's talk about these these freaking models. First up. Yeah. Lord Galehalt. Fallen Prince. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, that's coming in the main box. He's on a horse. The main box. The, the title version of... Hoffman. We know it's a title version because he's on a horse. Personally, I'm going to find a way oh. to make that horse go on a 30 mil. I was going to say, like, when I first saw this, I thought that was the, the regular Hoffman. I was like, how every other horse is on a 50? How is this? Are we expected to balance the feet of this horse on a 30 mil? Challenge accepted. Yes. <laughs> I think it's interesting that they actually gave, like, a, a, a nightmare title to him. Yeah, yeah, because he is fallen prince, which is you know synonymous with inventor. Yeah, obviously. Mm-hmm. Actually, okay, you use use Lord Galehalt for title Hoffman, and then for non-title Hoffman, you just use um, Rollins Black. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this got confusing. Yes, it's a bit mad. Is it? Hey, he's on a horse, but he's not wielding anything like. Weapon-wise... So in the video, which I really like that they have the, the renders circled in the video, if you 
yeah, he's holding like a, a flaming mace flail looking thing like down on his other side of the horse. It's the same weapon he's using in the, the 30 mil version of dude off of horse. Oh yeah. So he, yeah, he's got like a, yeah, he's got a ball and chain. That's cool. That's Cause I had the same thought at first. I'm like, wait a second. That's good. Cause yeah, Hoff two has freaking two inch melee. So yeah, this dude, this dude with his little, little claw, claw hand on the horse. Wasn't quite inspiring a two-inch melee, but that makes more sense with the the ball and chain. Mm-hmm. Construction claw. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big fan of the uh, the Watchers. Yeah, yeah the hollow, hollow fiends. fiends. Those are cool. Oh, you you mean you mean young Nephilim with hats? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, fair. Listen, there's a lot of conversion opportunity. Like, I could see non non Hoffman players buying this box just because like. The models could easily be slotted into like any other crew. Yep. Oh yes. Okay. Let's let's go down that. Okay. Obviously, watchers just look like young Nephilim with hats. Uh, Weeping Huntress has got to be a model nine proxy. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, what? Just archery arrows instead of uh, throwing knives. Just Man. putting the throwing knives on the bow. She's gonna be probably the weirdest one because Cor- Melissa's on a forty and she's only gonna be on a thirty. So I think she's gonna. Not take up a ton of space on her base. Depends on the scale, but I could see that. But uh, also, I think that's almost good for how slim she is. That means you're going to have more room for basing that will support yeah. her. Also, she is like on her toe to the maximum. Yeah. yeah. That is going to be. You're going to want some creative basing to keep her stable. See, I just think you put a put a rock on one side, and she's like looking yes. like she's in mid leap. Yes, and you don't actually have the foot touching; it's just all like on her back shoulder is where you glue it to the rock. Yeah, <laughs> or a tree or something, since you got all that room on a forty. So, see, you you lay her down on the forty mil model. She's actually shooting on her back. She's in stealth mode. I dig it. I mean, you have decent connection points, both the tabard and the back foot, where you can glue her to something where your brain yeah. says, oh, she's not actually leaning against that, it's just an action shot. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's there's stuff to work with there. Who wants to pronounce this uh, Joss name? Porphyrian? Is that what that is? Yeah, that's not bad. Yes. He, is a th- he is a thick boy. I'm excited to see, like, that thing on a sprue in, in like, what, maybe six pieces if they're, if they want to be funky with the axe. What kind of nightmare box is this? Okay. Yeah, this is this is my concern to how exactly is he fitting on a thirty mil? Right. Well, I mean, jo- Joss has that same problem, so you know. Well, Joss seems to make it work. It, it he he's got a pretty wide stance, but yeah, I could, I could like see. I, I'm I'm assuming that it, the pictures I'm looking at here are not specific scale of the actual models because Leaping yeah. Huntress and Porphyrian look like they should be on each other's bases. Yeah, very much. But so. yeah, it's just um, you know. Dark Souls Pyramid Head. Yeah. Dark Souls. yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out where I'm going to fit Solaire in here, because I, I gotta put somebody as Solaire. That's just rule number one of, of Dark Souls anything. Mm. Steam Fitter? <laughs> Ooh, that's possible. I do have one I haven't painted yet. We don't acknowledge the Steam Fitter exists in the augmented keyword, sorry. <laughs> Listen, Arcanist players do, because they need someone to slap magical training onto. <laughs> yes. No, no, yeah, 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 yep. All right. Yep. So that's his core box. Uh, he's also getting an adjunct box called Legend Reforged. 
which is the wee baby version of Lord Gale Halt, which is regular Charles Hoffman. Oh no, he's hot. And, and yeah, oh no, he's <laughs> hot when he's got the helmet off and he's got his main cape. And uh, there's also a robot dragon. Uh, do we want to talk about the robot dragon in the room? Always. <laughs> yeah, I was. I thought like the first time I looked at because I was watching on my like little phone screen. I thought it was a dragon that had bits of armor on it. Nope. Nope, it's the other way around. Yeah, it's 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 armor that has a bit of dragon on it. <laughs> oh, that is... It's a reverse doppelganger of some kind. That is freaking cool, and that is... I mean... It is truly a robot in disguise. Very, very unique for a Peacekeeper alt. Like, that is not where I would have gone with that, but goddamn is it beautiful. I don't yep. think anyone is going to complain if I use it as a Howard Langston in... Mm, yeah, I can see. That. Yeah, I, I don't think anybody's going to complain if somebody uses this as a shadow emissary. Yeah. That right there is a shadow emissary for May Fang. Yeah, for 1988 Ooh, May Fang. Yes, yep. or regular May Fang. Honestly, yeah, either way. Yeah, either it works. Yep. But yeah, that's uh, that is gorgeous. Yeah, that that's a freaking cool model. Much dig. What the fuck are these things? The the uh, the juggernauts in the. Uh, the Walking Fortress box? Fucking <laughs> Chunga Squad, yeah. yeah. I love yeah. them. So they've also revealed that um, for Black Friday, we've got a, a third box, which is just uh, just Riot Breakers, uh, but it's yep. these three big, big beef boys, giant-ass tower shields, and, uh, like, ballista-sized crossbows. So that's freaking cool. I probably yeah. probably won't get that one, because I already have Riot Breakers, but it's still still really cool models. Big beef boys. Yeah. I could honestly see even even if somebody already has riot breakers, not only do these fit the the theme of the new box better than the standard ones, but these you could honestly like use as terrain. Like, oh no, here's here's an area where the guild has cordoned off Some, like, a section. Exactly. Yeah. That's or a, just like that's a guild checkpoint. Bit of a bit of a price tag for terrain, but they are really cool. Yeah. This is uh this is the most Dark Souls. This Dark Souls collection is Dark Souls. Yeah, as well. Well, I really like that. So one of the models we're not seeing with them are the guardians. Yeah, they already have big ass swords and and heraldric shields. Like they'll they'll fit pretty well. Yeah, and I think honestly, hunters, hunters. I could see why they left hunters out of the the gang too, because I think hunters will fit pretty fine too. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I don't think I, I don't think a cat robot construct looks too out of place in a. Uh, Dark Souls ass crew, trench yeah. it in blood for the blood god, and it becomes a, it becomes a bloodborne character. Exactly, yeah. Just give it. You're, you're done. Extra blood. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. When are we getting a a bloodborne crew? That's what I want. It's the entirety of Malifaux. <laughs> That's cheating. And then we've got we got one last one last yep. reveal for for Gen Con. Doug, you want to talk about this one? I know you're excited. Ah, yes, Miss Teakway. <laughs> Why? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Doug. Uh, The Mist model counts as Carlos Vasquez, because it's secretly Arcanist Hour. Um, I will accept this apology for having to wait till September to get half my faction. Weird, thank you. It's going to be a very Arcanist-heavy Gen Con. This is a... Yes, thank you. This is a... It's all Carlos Vasquez, and uh, it's a Fire Eater. Yeah, she Mm -hmm. is. 
she's spicy. As opposed to a fire. She's also probably dancing, fire dancing, but specifically she's doing the whole eating thingy mm-hmm. that fire eaters do. But yes, thank you, because normal Carlos is bundled with uh, one of the least used models in the faction and a model completely useless to the wildfire keyword. So technically four models completely useless to the wildfire keyword. So the way that I can, I'm, I finally can get this without having to buy a whole box of stuff I already own, just because I accidentally lost the head to my Carlos. Rip. No! Yeah, no, I, this is gorgeous, and I am, I'm looking forward to painting her. I really like the Carlos sculpt anyway, and I'm going to be hard-pressed to be like, which one do I use today? Yeah, same. Like, yeah. I'll, I'm sure I'll end up with at least one of these things, and it's like... Ooh, that is a really pretty model, but I also already have a painted Carlos. Mm-hmm. I think I, I think not. the and missed opportunity go with uh, sorry, go on. I, I think the one the one missed opportunity is because D- Doug reminded me of this when he mentioned um, you know not having to get ice dancers with Carlos is that they could have also made like a Miss Iggy. Mm, yeah, yeah. Would have been the uh, would have been the other wildfire model that's packed with other models. Probably, probably the more important one as far well not important yeah. but like no you're even, right you're right even more like I have to get now things that are out of my faction if I'm an Arcanist player but yeah either way it's a cool model I'm not gonna bitch about it just think there yeah. there could have been an opportunity to add an Iggy in with this situation yeah no no like Carlos is my own personal mm. problem there's there's examples of that across the game like needing to buy a giant water golem to get Harada for Kalea yep. crew. Yeah. Scrap like that it happens. Everywhere. I just want to say the, the Mystique looks really, is going to look really good with anybody who has the uh, um, Dark Carnival set. Yes. Yeah, she she will fit nicely with Dark Carnival. Which is oh. probably the main reason I'll be probably swapping to her once I get her. Oh my god, yeah. yeah. For all those oh, times man, I, I just realized. Arcanist. Yeah, well, I just realized how good she's going to look in your, in your Darkenist scheme, Nate. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be a good opportunity like, to update update the paint job too. Uh huh. Yeah, I'll have to think about what I want to do with her because she is really cool. I'm gonna paint her like Harlequin. Ooh, that's Ooh. fun. Because that's the same energy I get from Carlos. <laughs> yep. All right, and I think we've got uh, one last note on this Waldo's Weekly that we got just today, as of recording. Oh. Some some italics oh. text here at the bottom. Bear witness the return of Bear Force One. Obviously, mm-hmm. obviously, the tyrant witness is taking over a slate rich molar, and we've confirmed the next Arcanist master. Yep, seems perfectly reasonable. Just nothing but bears. Bear witness. That's the name of the master. Mm-hmm. That's really is a really forward hint. I'm surprised Weird would be this um, forthright with their information. All I can say is once that, assuming that we're correct, that's going to be absolute pandemonium whenever the news hits. <laughs> I was right. I should have left that middle finger up. <laughs> he'll surely be. He'll surely be qualified to lead an Arcanist crew. Rowan, yep. you're being fucking unbearable with the puns. Yep. <laughs> the aftermath of that announcement will be grisly. Uh, <sighs> okay. I think we've done enough damage here. Any thoughts on? Uh, I mean, obviously, there's really nothing to go on, but it looks like we get to see what Witness is all about next week. I mean, Witness obviously hinting at. What Lohith was, yeah, his mm-hmm. his crew. Um, but hold on, let me. I need to go back and reread that real, real quick. Vamp, vamp. Have Have we considered the fact, since Lohith seems to be shiny, that the witness keyword is just one 
narcissistic bear and a bunch of mirrors. He's just constantly witnessing himself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, you you say mm, no, 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 no. Okay, is that a no from you? So Doug? we have a particular famous uh, mimic in the from nightmares expansion through the breach who is in that specific situation oh, where yeah, they yeah, trapped yeah. her in a room filled with mirrors mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so is that somehow going to be this character and lohith is one of these situations where it's a model in another faction that has the keyword from a different faction? that'd be a that'd be I mean, that'd be a hell of a misdirect I mean, it also could just be a Neverborn that's in the Arcanist faction for some True. reason. I mean, I just said it before, they don't have to be in the faction associated with their species. Yeah, that's a fact. That would be interesting, for sure. I was wrong. I was completely wrong. Also, if it's... Although, if, it, if it's Neverborn, then I have to... I can no longer... I, I, okay, if it is Arcanists... They're implying that it's going to be for sale at Gen Con. Yeah, that's that seems to be the and the fact that we ha- we are missing half of our title boxes, but getting a new master before that. Well, get them at the same time at Gen Con. Stock up, yeah. baby. Here's hoping. <laughs> yes. Okay. If if they happen to have the title boxes at Gen Con, then yes, that's fine. But if we get a new master before I get my freaking drudges, I'm going to be a sad boy. Sad, sad boy. <sighs> Ugh. Understandable. I was joking. I was joking when I said it would be the last thing. You really gotta to come out. I mean, you were. I mean, you were also like half joking when you wanted Tony Ironsides in a suit. So clearly, your ability to manifest your will into reality is too powerful for yourself, I have, Doug. I just need to stop talking. Yeah. Apparently, unfortunately, you host a podcast. Damn. <laughs> My hubris. That's like the opposite of talking. Of stop talking. It's really mm-hmm. hard to vamp off of Eli when he's a cat, by the way. Oh, he's very cute, though. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> for everyone that isn't the four of us, uh, we have video going for this recording, and Eli has decided to point his camera at a cat. It's a much better view than pointing it at my face. Also, I couldn't set the camera in a convenient spot to look at me because I moved my computer to a new location in my room. So we get to look at Mirage. Well, then set yourself in an inconvenient spot. No. But clearly Mirage was already on the cat tree. You can't move a comfortable cat. That's illegal. No, you just hover over the cat. I'm just going to sit in the cat tree. Ah. Like a tent. Mm -hmm. Like a pergola of Eli. I don't know. Hovering over a cat tree... I don't know. Hovering over a cat tree sounds pretty intense. Can we end the podcast? Yeah, I think this is where the podcast ends forever. Any final final thoughts? Any. Thoughts and words from anybody? It's been good, except when it wasn't. That's fair. (laughs) Yeah, we we got our requisite talk about gaining grounds in here and expect our typical bullshit next episode. We just, you know what? We need a palate cleanser. We need another Friday Night Foe down. I think Mm. it's time. Yeah. It's time for some more bullshit. Prepare for bullshit, everybody. In fact, you should prepare for it by sending us your questions. In the Discord, we have a bot that collects them all. Yes. yes. I just I noticed we just got another another one, so I'm very excited. Always always good to get more questions in the in the tank. Can I help you, Mirage? <laughs> She's just like staring at you guys now. <laughs> it's really unsettling. Well, you heard a takes on gaining grounds th- three, the third trace.
dry. The trilogy. And you heard our opinions on the Dark Souls of Malifaux box. And the other boxes that are also the Dark Souls of Malifaux. Including Chunga Squad and uh, Mystique Way, which is neither uh, Dark Souls or anything. But anyways, uh, I'm Doug, you're not host. And is with me as always, Roman, your actual host. I stole the captain's chair this time. Uh-huh. Give it back, please. It's got my butt form. It'll be all uncomfortable if you keep sitting in it. Nate, uh, ah. helmsman. Helmsman. Oh, that's a lot of responsibility, bud. I mean, we weren't going to put you in charge of weapons. Now that, that <laughs> is my speed. That is what I'm talking about. No, no speed is controlled by the helmsman, sir. Ah, fuck. I see the miscommunication. And Eli, the red shirt. Let's all be honest here. Yay! <laughs> I'm ready for my first adventure and on this ship. You get down to engineering and you stay there. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing dangerous in engineering. All right, thank you for listening, <laughs> and thank you for sticking with us while we just have a terrible time ending this episode. Thank you, listeners. And, oh, thank you, Kimberly. Again. Yes. Yep. Thank you, Kimberly. Thank you, Kimberly. Yeah. Good oh, thing you always say. Fun is always king. Hey, we can end a podcast. Yay! Yeah. Good night, everybody. Bye, Mirage. <laughs> it's over. She's leaving. Songs used in this production are Villainous Treachery and Five Card Shuffle. All music is created by Kevin McLeod and is licensed under Creative Commons.